focus on the insides and the outsides will take care of themselves and that piece that those few words literally changed the trajectory of my life and that's all it takes you know I am here because my dad said those words to me on the beach so whoever is listening and wherever you're at you may be right at the beginning of your journey you might be a decade in and saying I've done all this work but where is he you know like Charlotte in Sex of the City and I was that person I totally get it it's just coming back to folks on the insides the universe god whatever you want to call it knows what your desire is welcome welcome to ps i love me the podcast i am your host gina swire international self-love expert coach author and manifesting queen and i am on a mission to help a billion women fall madly in love with themselves and get everything they want in their life. And that, my friend, includes you. This podcast is for down-to-earth women who love spirituality, manifesting, and laughing at life's challenges. And remember, with self-love, anything is possible. Today, I am interviewing a guest who I've had on my list for a very long time, and it was all through synchronicities that we ended up being in contact again, and quite a few of my friends know this wonderful creature, and all of a sudden I was like, we must have you on the podcast, and her name is Persia Lawson, and so here she is. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so happy we're doing this. Yes, 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 yes. So do you want to start by sort of talking a bit about what you do and where you're at in your journey and that kind of thing? And just, yeah, I think I think quite a few of my audience will already know you, but just in case they don't. Mm -hmm. Sure. So I am a love coach, author and speaker. And essentially, in a nutshell, I help women bust through the blocks that are standing between where they are in their romantic life and where they want to be. Um, and I, I work with all different kinds of women, but one thing that's been happening uh, or sort of emerging over the last couple of years, and this has more been my, um, with the one-to-one work I do, but I was getting a lot of women who were very, very, very successful in their career. Some of them were, you know, uh, Oscar-nominated actors or, um, you know, doctors or politicians or a complete range of different careers. So thriving in their their uh, vocation but really struggling in their love life and what a lot of these women were telling me is like I really want to be part of a power couple and so I got like this particularly this year from the beginning of this year and it was around about the time of the Oscars um with all the the Will Smith fiasco oh yeah (laughs) Will Smith gate um I I just kind of got drawn into looking a lot at this concept of the power couple because we see it don't we in celebrity with celebrities in the media and what I think that the sort of common consensus was is it well is that you know a power couple is about being rich beautiful and famous now I and so I always kind of shied away from the idea of the power couple because I just thought Oh, I don't know, just something a bit gross about that. And, you know, my work is uh, the, the book that I brought out last year, Love is Coming, is all about the, the subtitle is how to find love, in, how to find real love in a superficial world. We need to stop looking outside of ourselves for the partner we want to get. And we need to start looking inside of ourselves for the partner we want to be. 
Um, and so, yeah, the concept of the power couple really didn't sit well with me because I found it pretty superficial. But the more I kind of explored it and I, in honesty, like I sort of meditated around it, I realized that actually what a true power couple is, it's not about what it looks like on the outside. It's about who you are, how you are both showing up. And essentially, you know, a true power couple relationship starts way before you're even in the relationship. It's about you as a woman leading yourself, becoming the woman that you desire to be, that you just, you know, becoming the partner that you desire to have and creating the life for yourself before you're in the relationship that you desire the relationship to feel like. And that's exactly the journey that I went on in my own relationship. And what makes my relationship feel like a true power couple relationship is, is that we've both been on our own individual journeys and doing our individual work. But in terms of the, the sort of container of the relationship, we've really had to work on our communication um, on connecting with one another on our sense of compassion for both one another, but also for, you know the the world in general so we've done a lot of traveling traveling as a couple and you know I've been asked about doing this for years and years and years and I didn't know what the resistance was and now um, it was around doing retreats and I couldn't understand what is blocking me and as I'm starting uh, we've been well we were trying we were getting supposed to get married in 2020 and then 2021 obviously had to cancel both of those due to COVID but we're now we're getting married next week so like 10 days time so it's really lovely to be and special to be doing this um having this conversation with you now um but as we've been getting close to the wedding and creating this beautiful festival experience we actually met at a festival um and creating this beautiful festival experience for for, for our loved ones it's like I'm starting to remember the power after two years of being on Zoom constantly of like in-person experiences and and actually a sense of giving back. And, you know, whilst, you know, technology is great and it's enabled us to, to have these online businesses and support more people, I feel like all of us are being called back to to, to more intimate and more sort of tangible, practical experiences with one another. Um, we actually went and did our did ayahuasca together in Costa Rica on my birthday in February. Um, and it was such a powerful experience. And that has kind of opened up this whole new trajectory for us as a couple, but also within my business. So we're going to start hosting retreats. And I won't even call them retreats, more like experiences and adventures. And we're going to start with actually India, which is a very special place to both of us. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Wow, 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 wow. So many things in that. I'm like, I've already got a page of notes. So that's a good <laughs> one. Yeah. So this whole power couple thing, just as you started talking about that, I was like, oh my God, that, that you're so speaking to me right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so my question around this is like I have a lot of um I have a lot of examples in my life of the really powerful woman that's absolutely kicking it business and health and money and consciousness and all the things and in relationships with amazing men who kind of are in the in the back end you know they're they're just kind of like the stay-at-home dad kind of thing or they work in the woman's business and they kind of I have a lot of examples of that in in my life and you know, personally, I, on my vision board is the two powerful people. And I personally mean that in terms of um, consciousness and 
like he's already sharing his message and doing God's work and out there and on particularly mine is a medicine man and you know kind of like similar things to me but can be different as well and leveling that like power that he holds in terms of like he's empowered he knows his gifts and he's using them Mm -hmm. um so yeah what are your thoughts on this in this modern world that we live in what what are you seeing with it yeah I completely agree that is something we're seeing more and more that particularly in this sort of wellness slash spiritual world but I think it's it's the case in in other worlds too it's just that that's more you know you and I obviously plugged into that world um but a lot of my closest friends that's been the case and what's been interesting is what it brings up for the women um not always but for most of the women I know it's it's been quite a triggering journey because we have been conditioned to see the man as the provider we've only had control and power over our financial life been able to buy property uh, over our bodies you know that um this is this is shocking to me I, I discovered this when I was researching for this book um marital rape was legal until 1991 And so, yeah, I mean, it just goes to show we have to remind ourselves that this is all having control and freedom um, and, you know, the the freedom to have these incredible careers and own our own businesses is very new for women. And so we are like, look at what we've done in like 50 to 100 years. Imagine what we do in like 500 years. It's crazy. But we have to remember that our psyche needs time to catch up. So, um, you know, my fiance, Joe, works in the film industry and he does really, really well. But he will only ever be able to earn, and it might be a lot of money, but but there's a ceiling on it because it, it, it requires him to be there, if that makes sense. Whereas my business has got the potential to do all sorts, you know, you know, because, yeah. yeah, leverage the power of the internet. And so that's something we've been talking about. And, and I know that for him, like he said to me before, he's like, oh, I'd love to be a stay-at-home husband. I was like, well, you're going to have to learn to bloody clean, mate, because you're fucking feral. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I swore. I don't know if I was allowed you to swear. Swear away, my friend. <laughs> I love it. But you know, he says that. But at the same time, when because we're we're sort of nearing that time, slowly but surely, I I imagine that he will find it quite challenging, as challenging as some of my friends' husbands have, mm-hmm. who have had. You know, they weren't coming in as you know penniless. They were coming in and bringing to the table really powerful jobs, earning really good money beforehand so this for me this is the the mark of a true power couple that that we're willing to like question these very very inflexible gender binary positions that do not serve us and I have so much respect for the men that are open to go there where I know some of them like I've spoken to some male friends and they're like no I feel totally I'll be honest I feel totally emasculinated if my woman is earning more than me and I'm working in her business and I completely respect and understand that it's not for everyone but what I would say is you know whilst in my work I'm very much about connect to the energy of this person and the energy of the relationship and getting clear on that you have to surrender to uh, what it looks like I used to be so attached it has to look like this this and this and Joe was not like he's not who I would have picked when my friends all saw me with him they were like this makes total sense but he wasn't necessarily who I 
picked but when I'd gone deeper into the work and connected with the energy I was like yeah this this person resonates with my soul it took my mind and let's be honest my ego a long time to catch up and this is what I see with a lot of the powerful women that I coach is the guy shows up but he is it's not in the form they expected but but they but he makes her happier than she ever could have imagined she'd be but it really so it's it's a really interesting dynamic I have yet to have a client in fact that when that person comes along and a lot of these clients now married have kids etc who didn't kind of struggle at the beginning not because of the guy but because of their perceptions of what it should have looked like Mm. yeah so when you're working with someone sometimes a man comes in and they're like oh there's this man but he's not really it and you're like wait it is and yeah 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 yeah, Yeah. different packaging (laughs) yeah different packaging and I always say you can tell it's like how do you feel do do you feel respected do you feel adored do you feel they're like and it's you know they don't have to go into the confusion or the anxiety but because they're not used to that they kind of think oh maybe he's just friend maybe I just don't find you know there's always it's like essentially your ego is freaking out because it knows that this could actually like mine did this could actually really go somewhere Whereas the bad boy or whatever that we're used to, the patterns of our own specific individual patterns, we're going to latch onto that because that actually keeps us safe. Because what is more scary than having your heart broken? This, this was a hard one to get my head around. What's more scary than having your heart broken is actually if you've not used to having a, a committed relationship that's lasted, mm-hmm. the idea of that is going to be terrifying to you. Yeah, Terrifying because it's a different kind of loss of control you know how to even if you've had your heart broken if you've had your heart broken before even if you have it done again your brain sub- subconsciously and consciously knows I survived that and I can do it again if you've not experienced a lifetime with someone that is much more scary because humans are always we're always drawn to what we know better the devil you know what's familiar that you know as animals that is how we are biologically made up so you know, we, that's why this work, you know, I, a lot of people come to me like, how do I manifest? How do I manifest? And honestly, the manifesting is the easy part. This, my book is divided into three parts, heal, attract, commit. Most people just want to do attract and they're doing all of the law attraction stuff. And I'm not saying that that's bad, but if you haven't done the deep fucking excavation work around the healing, you may well attract and have no problem attracting, but you will fall back into the same old patterns because the commit, the commit is also, Commit is actually, I think, the hardest part, the Mm. hardest part when you get what you want. And then what happens often is that we go and sabotage it because we haven't got that really clear foundation of the healing work. And ultimately, whilst I take women through all of those three elements and phases, the healing work is the foundation. And if you don't have that in place, nothing else is really going to matter because you'll just fall into the same old patterns. That's what I experienced for years and years and eventually got sick of it and was like, right, okay sleeves up what do I need to do I will do anything because I just had enough by that point Mm. and what did you do just in obviously there was a lot but what what kind of things did you do to someone listening so how do I do it (laughs) tell me what to do do (laughs) so essentially so as I've said there's the three phases heal attract commit but let's focus on the heal so I have a system that's seven steps and the first step is um understand where you're stuck and what you're doing there is you're looking at all of the unconscious programming that was going on in your life as a childhood all of the patterns you know and a lot of people go oh yeah yeah I know that I'm like 
you think you know that you think you know that but actually like we have series of um of like exercises and things that you know I have so many women I know I know all this stuff and I know okay just just do the module and we'll see and they'll come back like fuck I didn't know that I didn't know that about all that I'm like exactly all of that was going on subconsciously so that's really getting clear on on what was going on that created this blueprint for you in your childhood and you know teenage years to a degree the second module the second step is um own your shadow side so it's like okay we're clear on why I've got the patterns and struggled in the way I have and you know we looked at all past relationships etc so now it's owning your shadow side is like so this is about this is the bit no one no one wants to do so I certainly didn't because it was a bloody mess it's okay so where have I not been taking responsibility where have I been acting out and again people go oh yeah yeah, yeah I know I'm like not until you like you really dissect it like uh, just so, in such a to such a detailed degree and that's yeah very uncomfortable and that's where we also look at you know how shame and control have operated in your romantic blueprint as well mm-hmm. the third module which is where it starts to finally get nice because <laughs> the first two are horrific not gonna lie the, f- the third um, step is connect to your power so that is where okay so we're clear on the past and what why we are where we are and now why we are where we are and now we're going to re um realign ourselves and get us clear uh on how we are going to go forward and this is all about essentially this it's the spiritual module connecting to a power great in yourself whatever that means to you and starting to reorganize all that crap that we've discovered and that leads us really nicely into the fourth step which is um release and heal the past this is where we do the like okay we are letting go of that past that is no longer controlling us and we're moving into so we can clear ourselves energetically to move into a new dimension and a new space and then we go to step five which is um increase your confidence and self-worth so this is something that you know people are i think women are more familiar doing it's the self-love work it's about but it but as well as the self-love work which is all the sort of nice stuff this is where we've got to grow a backbone and start going okay so what are my bottom lines what am I going to hold myself accountable to because if I don't like I listen the reason I'm doing this work is because I was a bloody disaster in my love life my parents were drug addicts I had a very turbulent childhood and my way of dealing with that was acting out in sex and love addiction very 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 dangerously and so um I you know the self-love stuff wasn't enough I had to have the discipline of like these are my bottom lines and, and, and like really clear. So I know when I cross them and then we move to the sixth step. Could I just ask what was, what was one of your bottom lines? Just (laughs) no cheating. And I had to actually like get, okay, so what does cheating entail? Because I mean, this is the, one of the things we see in relationships in the modern day is like, well, is, is a text cheating? Is a, a peck on the lips cheating? Is, did you have to have like, there's so many different layers to it. And also for me, it was lying. I used to be a compulsive liar, like really bad. Um, and I would just make up things all the time, some like unnecessarily and some that I was just covering over all my bullshit. Um, so that was that was a really big, um, big one for me. So then we go into step six. This is again, this is what people are more familiar with. This is more of the manifesting side. So this is again, this is fun. This is like where we look to the future. And this is where we go create your romantic vision. So how do you want your relationship to feel? And then we have to work on creating making our life feel that way. What do you what qualities, non-negotiable qualities do you desire in a romantic partner? And then we work on, well, how do I become those things? 
So it's not about like, he needs to be this, this and this. It's like, yeah, but what are you bringing to the table? If you want to attract that, you've got to become that. And then module seven. And this is this is what people want to come to me. This is like, people want the magic, the quick bullet. Like, how do I get the guy to commit? Or blah, blah, blah. And step seven is um, turn your dream into a reality. So, okay, how am I actually going to show up in my dating life? So we talk about navigating dating apps. How do I communicate with them on um, on apps and in real life? How do I become a magnet for the right types of guys? And how do I know when it is the right type of guy? So it's it's all of those kind of final bits. And when you've got when you've got that base level, then you are you are mentally, spiritually, emotionally, energetically prepared to that that's only like prepared to go and start the dating process and that's when we move into the new element which is like the attract and that's where it gets fun and you're essentially testing out all of that stuff that you've been learning and working on but it takes you know that takes a period of time to be ready and if you're just going out and dating without having done that work as I said earlier like what happens I've seen it for the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women I've taken through this process those that ignore me and listen I I ignored my own advice back in the day so I totally get it but you just end up falling into the same old patterns yeah yeah new relationship same uh, different face same yeah 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 oh wow yeah wow this sounds amazing I'm like I need this book I'm (laughs) I'm getting it (laughs) yay um yeah it sounds amazing um okay so I have a lot of ladies in my groups who are awesome you know they're really doing the work they're really committed they're really up for looking at their shadows they're looking at all their childhood stuff they're looking at their parents they're looking at their systems they're looking at their beliefs they're really going for it yeah and you know there's hundreds of them they're all single You know, and and they they're also very aware of language and the spells that they're like they're they're over the pump of where's all the where's all the great men. They're like, we know they're out there. We're on it. We're we're just you know, mm-hmm. what is what is going on? <laughs> I love that question. I get yeah, I get asked this a lot. So, so this is okay. This is a hard one because mm-hmm. you can be doing that, and I see this a lot. Women who are showing up and you're doing the work. But the hardest thing is, if you have this belief that is, no matter how hard I work, it's never going to be enough. Mm -hmm. And that's honestly what underpins it for so many women. Now, I'm just going to like, I'm going to really own it. Yeah, I didn't have an issue believing that I could get a man. I could get men in the past. The problem was the type of men I could get, would get attract because I was a mess so I attracted you know water seeks its own level um and then the fact that I would sabotage so in a way whilst that that was really 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 hard to overcome and I had to do a lot of work I still had that belief in me that I could attract a man now I've had a lot of women who it's taken them longer than well let me just be clear from the moment I started doing the work on myself like 2010 was like the peak of my like basically I was working in a strip club got sexually assaulted it was horrendous my life completely fell apart and that's when at the very beginning of 2011 is when I started working on myself from that point to when I've meted my uh, to when I met Joe was four and a half years now so that is a considerable amount of time when I was wor- I was working very hard on myself in, in that time but the reason I do the work I've done and created that system was because I like I did everything I did everything and I was like you don't need to, like you don't need to do all of it some of that 
was really helpful and some of it wasn't so much so I wanted to streamline it and what I've seen because I've been doing it for years now is I've seen the pattern of it it takes women some women you know it's my the main program is eight weeks some women meet the guy in the middle of the program four weeks in some women it takes two years it's everyone is on a different timeline and of course we've got to really work on the not comparing ourselves Mm. to, to someone else's journey because we all have yeah we're all we're all on a different timeline so that's the first thing I'd say is like surrender the timeline trust that where you are where you're meant to be but the thing that you may be struggling with is not that you're not committed to the work there may be an element like I've seen with someone some women where it's almost like you hide in the work if that makes any sense because you're actually really fucking terrified to to really connect with a man so and I did I even went through this phase where I was doing all the work doing all the work but I I was almost hiding in it and not not being this open energy that I naturally am so that might be part of it but it might be it's as simple as like your core issue is that belief that deep deep down you don't it, you believe that no matter how hard you work no one's going to look at you and that can be changed because I've seen it like transform in so many women now but it takes as long as it takes to get there. So it's about being honest with yourself. If you, if I said to you, if I, I you know, if you're comfortable to answer it, because this is always a really interesting question. Gina, if I asked you, what, what do you think is the one thing that is really blocking where, like where you are now to where you want to be in your romantic life? What do you think is the one block? Because it's usually only ever really one block. Mm. Nothing's coming to mind. Oh, great. <laughs> He's on his way then, babes. <laughs> I don't actually know if you're in a relationship or not. No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So interesting. Yeah. I was like, mm, nothing's coming. So I'm going to take that as a great sign. That's a great sign. That's a great sign. That's a really, really good sign. Mm. And so, you know, I know from when I met Joe, and again, I've seen it with all the women that end up in sort of healthy, happy relationships, which is, of course, what we all want. Um, you get to a place where you've done that really hardcore work, like the sort of heal sort of energy work, yeah. and you're in the attract and you you desire the relationship and you're, you're not pretending you don't and you're excited for it, but you really fucking love where you are and you're not in a rush and you just trust that it will come. And you might have momentary wobbles. That's completely human and normal. But 80% of the time, you're like, I'm good life's good. I love where I am and I'm excited for what's to come. It's always then when you're not, you're not super attached to it, that it shows up. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I feel like I'm in that. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I'm in that. That's where I'm at. Um, okay. So I have a few more questions for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So fun. Um, so what about when when you meet when somebody meets somebody incredible okay mm-hmm. and they're like fuck this is it like this person's awesome and you know there's that thing when you're not that bothered you just kind of chill and you're like yeah mm-hmm. and when when you really actually do really like them it's like oh my god and messaging back immediately and it's mm-hmm. and you're like wait shanty 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 just <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this thing of like when one person leans in the other leans out is mm. this is this for real because if that was the case would anyone ever get together 
Mm. Like at some point, both people lean in and boom, it's out. Yeah. Great. So, so this is exactly what I look at in the commit section, the last section of the book, because this is all, yeah, again, this can be the trickiest when you do attract them and then you're like, ah, you know, it brings up all your stuff um, because the other person's always the mirror. So what I'd say is beware when you meet someone and you get all the fizzy ah, energy, because sad to say more often than not, that's because they're triggering and activating um, some sort of old wound. That's why when I said earlier that the clients that go on to have these amazing relationships, more often than not, they, in fact, pretty much 98% of the time, they they really got on with the guy. They felt completely themselves. That's key, completely themselves. It flowed. It was easy. But they might not have, they didn't, they go, oh, but I don't know if I'm feeling the butterflies. Mm. And it's not to say that, that butterflies can't be an element. But when I think of Joe, like, it's weird because I've never felt so relaxed about someone. And he was really, it was weird, you know, he was so, it was really attractive. We had so much fun, but I didn't, and I really enjoyed his company, but I didn't get the butterflies in the same way that I had with other people. Mm. And, and that's why I was really struggling because I was like, this is, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, And so in a way, I guess I did lean back a little bit, not, not because I was playing a game, but because I was trying to work out what the hell was going on. And what was interesting, two weeks after we met, he was going to Bali for six weeks with on a lads trip. So I was so grateful to the universe because I was like, I need some time. I was writing the second draft of my draft of my first book, The Inner Fix at the time, which was brilliant because I was really in that zone of having to process and go, what is going on? Because I said to my friends when I first met him, or like a week after I met, I said, that boy will never be my boyfriend lol he's like gonna be my husband next week (laughs) like and so it's like you can't actually always trust your trust your don't trust your brain yeah like my soul knew the minute I met him how we met I won't go into it because it's a really long story but it was like so insanely synchronistic it's ridiculous people think I made it up um my soul knew it was like yep and his soul knew and it was like yep it's like with men particularly men get informed like if you are confused around whether a man likes you he ain't your guy it's as simple as that. He ain't your guy. Guys just don't tend to, like, I know this is a generalization, but guys just don't tend to work like that. They're pretty, they're much more simple creatures than we are, mm-hmm. generally speaking. Um, women, I think we can go through all our crazy stuff, but if you are confused, it's a no. So so just watch yourself if you feel super activated around a guy, even if it feels good. If it feels like you're on a drug high, maybe consider running <laughs> that's that's my own personal advice of course there's always exceptions but you remember that film and book he's just not that into you I'm always I always am very hesitant to say them because if you're anything like I used to be and can st- like I want to be the exception to the rule I spent my life I want I'm going to be the one that changes him I'm going to be the one that tames him but the thing is like Joe is he's changed so much not because like literally whenever I've tried to control him it does not work it just doesn't work yeah. When I just let him be him and just did my own stuff, like he he changed by himself and it wasn't for me. It's because he something in my the energy between us like was calling him to step up mm. because I had done enough work that I was holding my ground. I was holding my space. I knew how to communicate. I just I'd done all the work so that I was able to meet him and I was able to communicate the fears I was having without all the bullshit manipulative stuff that us women can do because we don't know better. We haven't been taught better. 
We haven't had it modeled better. We grew up watching a lot of our mums or, you know, older sisters or whatever the fuck it was playing games, go, right, don't talk to him, play it cool, all of this stuff. And so that's what we, and, and, and obviously that tends to work in the short term to sort of superficially hook a guy in. Mm. But if you want to have a healthy, soulful, lasting relationship, that it's just not going to work. So yeah. you have to, you have to have integrity with yourself. You have to, you have to be strong in yourself enough to, to be real and be true. Uh, you, ca- you can't be real and honest and whatever with, with a guy or another person until you're really there with yourself. So it's a journey. In a nutshell, it's a journey. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I have another query, which mm-hmm. I think you'll have some insights on. I've definitely asked a few people this in the past. So as for divine timing and being an energetic match to mm-hmm. what you really want. And so, you know, Abraham and all that says that as soon as you're an energetic match, you're going to get it pretty mm-hmm. much, you know, yeah. it's in. if you're not getting the results you want, then there's something in your field that mm-hmm. isn't it that needs mm-hmm. to be healed or shifted or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, or could it be that, you know, someone who's been in the work, like some of my gorgeous clients have been in the work for a long time and they're doing amazing and they they really are just like so transformed, but they've not met the man yet. Yeah. Could it be that there is nothing else they need to do? Mm. They just is a bit of, of a lag, you know, or yeah. is it that there is something in the field? Do you know what I mean? But yeah, no, I completely know what you mean. Sometimes I I, I really do get that, that there can be a lag between you've done all this work and sometimes you're like oh but it didn't go the way I thought it was going to be like I had that with the guy that I dated before Joe like I'd done all this hard work and then he came along and and there was amazing chemistry and there was so much that was going that was kind of aligned and felt right and it didn't work out and I and I really I had to really go through my stuff around that because I was like but I have manifested and ultimately I had to release it and and do I had to do some deeper work and then find my peace outside of that and just go right okay that wasn't it so I'm just gonna I literally I'm just gonna surrender and trust and I met Joe very like well uh, like so me and that guy sort of ended at the very beginning of April and I met Joe we only dated for a few months and I met Joe early August so sometimes that that can be it's like that like you said this I think for me there was there was some other bits of my energy field and and what it was is that that new that guy before Joe so with him I was practicing all this new stuff but it, it was a little bit clunky because he was the first guy that I'd you know practiced this stuff on so by the time it came to Joe I was just more like I, I didn't give a fuck I was like I'm just gonna be honest about who I am where I am in my life and what I desire and it wasn't clunky and it was just like it was almost quite like offhand like just because I didn't care I I met him at a festival which was the perfect place to meet him because I honestly thought I'd never see him again so I wasn't attached Mm -hmm. and it's like the universe knew the best way the craziest divine timing and and way that we met you we think we know that we we think we're ready and actually we're not and this isn't just true about relationships it's true about you know there's there are things like for example tv I cannot tell you how much I have been this close I used to be an actress, but then I got into this work and um, like professionally in 2012 
I have had been this close to TV, massive TV things, TV things time and time and time again. And it kept not happening. And I kept, and I, and, and it, that was, as I, I have to apply the exact same thing is that I'm like, it, maybe it's never going to happen. It was like, maybe it's just not yet. Maybe it's been happening in my forties. Maybe if it had happened any earlier, because of what I used to be like, it could have been very dangerous for me. And I could have ended up sabotaging my relationship, all sorts, who knows? So it, it comes like, you know, I've got clients who meet their person in their fifties, you know, they, they get into the work later. Like again, we are all on different timelines. So sometimes I think it's a lag. Sometimes I think there might be something that you need to, and all you have to do is go, right. Thank you for giving me the the guidance. So I know what, and then you just take the net, like, like Oprah says the next right step. And if you don't know what that is, thank you. Thank you for showing me. And then you just wait and you just, and you will be, and it might be something so like, oh I listened to a podcast and there's something is suggested or there's something in there that resonates so listen to your body listen to your gut listen to your soul if it resonates if you get like I often get like um like sort of my my legs go fizzy or that my skin you know and I'm like okay I know to pay attention to that or something just pricks my ears and my tummy like goes okay that was for me that's all you have to do it's 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 ultimately it, it keeps coming back to release control which is so uncomfortable if you're a control freak like me and I think a lot of us are, you know, us who are doing this work, like we, we really, we work hard and, you know, we, and we're like, you know, we're, a lot of us were A-star students at school, overachievers, workaholic, all of that sort of stuff. So we think that, you know, we can bring that same energy to our love life and, and to a degree, yes, you come and you do the work, but, but you have to release the how and the when mm-hmm. and the who. It's fucking hard. <laughs> it's really hard. And apparently, you know, I've had to do that on my wedding. Doesn't yeah. Start. Yeah, so exciting for you. And what an amazing, yeah, amazing time to do the podcast, just as the love coach is about to be wed. <laughs> I just got shivers when you said that. I was like, I just knew when you said, um, or your assistant sent, I was like, no, I meant to do it before the wedding, because this is my last one that I'm doing before the wedding. And and that's really special. This is, like, I feel really emotional saying that. This is the last like professional professional conversation I don't know I don't know what to call it uh what podcast that I'm doing bef- like as a non non-marriage that sounds good as a maiden as a maiden yeah wow 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 so amazing so amazing so what are you most looking forward to for your wedding do you know what oh getting shivers again I'm just so excited like this is going to be such an out there experience Joe and I, ever since we met Wilderness Festival in 2015, like we've dreamed of creating our own wedding experience uh, festival. We're having a whole weekend, and whilst you know there's loads of love, like amazing food and all of that, it's not that. We, and we've got we've got DJs from Glastonbury, like we you name it, like we've got the coolest things. But we've and we've got, you know, we're doing the church ceremony. We're doing a ceremony in the woods on the second day where we've got you know sound baths and all of that and and for me I'm very excited to have all of these different elements mm. from mine and Joe's personal professional experience um and our sort of personalities and just weaving this 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 very you know very unique experience together and sharing it with the people we love like I want and I believe people are actually going to have a spiritual experience like uh, like a tra- something magical like universe has kind of told me that mm. and um and that's really exciting because there's a lot of friends who coming who, you know, I've grown up with whatever, who not really, in, they're not really interested in any of this stuff. They're not really into it. But I'm like, so, so you're going to be experiencing something you've never experienced. And I, I just feel it's going to lead to stuff. And I don't know what. I just feel like it is. Oh, I'm getting goose pimples now. All <laughs> over, all over. Yeah. The, well, the transmission and they'll be receiving codes from you guys. And 
I guess like your new super conscious friends and your old friends all yeah 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 amazing good for you good for you amazing Mm. is there anything else you want to leave our gorgeous audience with (sighs) the first thing that just came to mind which is interesting I always say this on a podcast episode but um for some reason it didn't come up today but as I was saying earlier you know, I was a complete disaster in 2010 and my acting career was just felt like a joke to the point that I was working in a strip club as a hostess and got sexually assaulted and then put on two stone in two months on an acting job in in Shanghai. And um, I think, you know, because sometimes people can see me now and they see and I'm sure you get this as well, like they see where you're at and they, and it's like, oh, well, it's OK for you or like, of course, it, but you're like, you didn't see where I was. Like yeah. I like seriously, it was mad good. Mm-hmm. And um my dad and the weight gain was the best thing that ever happened to me because you know, I I was I wouldn't say I had a coke problem, um, cocaine problem, but I was definitely using it to act out really badly with men. And I haven't touched the stuff for in over a decade, which I'm you know really proud of myself for. But I um yeah, the weight gain was the one thing I couldn't hide from my parents. And so my dad took me. Uh, on this retreat to Thailand on New Year and, and said, you know, I'm really concerned about you. On the beach one morning, he said, I'm really concerned about you, Persia. And if there's one, you know, he'd been in rehab, both my parents had been in rehab, and he said, if there's one piece of advice I could give you, it's this. Focus on the insides and the outsides will take care of themselves. And that piece, that those few words literally changed the trajectory of my life. And that's all it takes, you know? I am here because my dad said those words to me on the beach. So whoever is listening and wherever you're at you may be right at the beginning of your journey you might be a decade in and saying I've done all this work but where is he you know like Charlotte in Sex of the City and I was that person I totally get it it's just coming back to folks on the insides the universe God whatever you want to call it knows what your what, what your desire is but your job is just to become that partner to yourself and love yourself and support yourself and romance yourself and delight yourself and do it with the sisterhood. Like you might not have that relationship yet, but I bet you've got some amazing sisters and women and friends and uh, incredible things in your life. Focus on them. Focus on what is here for you. Focus on what this chapter of your life is bringing you. And there, there's so much for you to, to feel into and enjoy. And be excited for what's next, but don't be attached to it. You know, it's, it's easier said than done, but if I can do it, trust me, anyone can do it. So yeah, I just wanted to share that. Yeah, that was beautiful. Full body use pimples, pretty much from the second you started speaking before I even knew what it was going to be. I was oh. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, focus on what's here now. That is such powerful, wise, simple, but deep advice. Mm. <laughs> we're having like an energetic. Yeah, no, I've, I'm like, we're like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, I'm really feeling, yeah. Focus on wow. what's here now. And that's actually, you know, I'm feeling emotional because I really needed to hear that. This wedding, I'm so excited, but there's so so many compartment like different areas, and the to do list is out of control. And I, you know, I'm going into anxiety, and then I got a bit of an emergency health thing last night, and and I and I've been freaking out, and I just need to come back to Persia, focus on the insides, self care, look after yourself, relax, and that's so easier said than done when you're putting on a festival or whatever. We've all we've all got such crazy lives, but it's all good. It's all we're always okay. Whatever shit goes down, we're always okay. We always come through it. Yeah, that was a big one. Yesterday I was journaling about two things, two topics in my life, and I was kind of channeling God as you do. (laughs) I'm sat on my lawn with these three pillows, 
myself, the project and God. Mm. And I'm moving around, seeing what they've all got to say. And God's just like, relax, we've got it. On, on everything, it was like, okay, just relax. And I'm like, okay, got the memo. Thank you so much. And you just said it as well. So if you're watching, if you're listening to this, just relax wherever, wherever you're at. It's always the best remedy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Persia, thank you so much. Absolute pleasure. I've loved this. This is like exactly what the doctor ordered, literally. <laughs> such a such a vibrational conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'm still shivering like in a good way all over. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and your your one-liners. I've got a whole page of notes. I'm gonna go and debrief myself and I'll pop everything in the show notes. Um is there anything you want to so the love is coming book is really great it's very it I wanted to do something really different from a normal self-help book because I've got this is my first book with my friends the inner fix this is more like a traditional self-help book but with a lot of stories this is like actually really funny and I, I wrote it to be like like I was like I want it to be a beach read not I don't want it to be a workbook mm-hmm. um and it's yeah it's funny it's make you cry make you laugh it's a really good summer read um, and I've also got a free um, ebook that I can send a link to, which is called, oh, actually, I'll get my sister to send a link to, but um, my, uh, what's it called? Seven Steps to a True Power Couple Relationship. And that's more like, okay, here's some work for you to do, if that makes sense. So I'll give you a free gift. And then, and then if you, if you're interested in this, you can get this on Amazon or wherever. Saddle me up with that PDF. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing it. Yay. <laughs> Thank you, Persia, so much. And have a fabulous wedding. I'll be thinking of you and sending you vibes and yeah, sending the weather vibes. And yeah, it's looking good. And I'm just going to keep yes. holding space for that amazing weather. Thank you, Universe. England, <laughs> England's killing it with the weather at the minute. So yeah, I know. I know. It's been a good, it's, do you know, don't you find that like, I love that we're finishing, we're talking about the weather so British, but um, don't you find that like I've seen a pattern where it's like one good year, one good summer, one bad. Like 2020 was amazing. Last yeah. year was crap. And I'm like, 2022 has been really good. So yeah. Winning, 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 winning. Thank you, Persia. Bye. Bye. If you've loved this podcast, if you have taken anything away, then do everybody a favor and please share it. Leave a five-star review. This will help us to get noticed, to get seen and for more of the right people to hear it. 